Nothing is a mistake. There's no win and no fail. There's only make. These are the words of Catholic nun and pop artist Corita Kent. You're listening to the Makers and Mystics Artist Profile Series, Episode 15. And today, I have the privilege of introducing you to this incredible artist, Corita Kent. Frances Elizabeth Kent was born on November 20, 1918 in Fort Dodge, Iowa. But this same year, her family moved to Hollywood, California. At the age of 18, Frances entered the religious order of the Immaculate Heart of Mary and became known as Sister Mary Corita. Sister Corita was an artist, silkscreen printmaker, educator, and an advocate for social justice. She broke through religious norms in the art world of her day by incorporating popular song lyrics, advertising images, and slogans into her work. Her pop art style is reminiscent of the works of graphic artist Andy Warhol. When Corita viewed Warhol's work in the Los Angeles Ferris Gallery in 1962, she soon began producing her own pop culture-inspired prints. For example, one of Corita's pieces involved an image from a Wonder Bread package which she transformed into a meditation on hunger. She titled the piece, That They May Have Life, and scribbled on the canvas a quote from Gandhi, There are so many hungry people that God cannot appear to them except in the form of bread. Corita's work evolved from religious-themed figurative paintings to her more politically conscious and socially aware pieces of the 1960s. Through her work, she urged her viewers to consider issues such as poverty, anti-war sentiments, and racism. Her popularity as an artist-activist continued to spread until in 1966 when she was named Time Magazine's Woman of the Year. This same year, her prints and paintings appeared in 150 single-woman shows in galleries, museums, and universities nationwide. The following year, she appeared on the cover of Newsweek magazine. In 1971, Kent was commissioned to create what is said to be the largest copyrighted design in the world, a painting on the side of the Boston Gas Company's 150-foot-high natural gas tank. The painting features six enormous slashes of colors on the tank's surface. When this installation was first revealed, it became a source of heated controversy and was taken as a statement of protest against the Vietnam War. Corita was known for her outspoken opposition of the war and often used her art as a vehicle to express those views. Her opponents claimed that if you looked closely at the blue stripe of color, you could make out the silhouette of a facial profile of a man with a long goatee. They took this to be an intentional representation of the Prime Minister of Vietnam, Ho Chi Minh. When she was asked about this, however, Corita denied that it was intended to be such. Nothing more was said of the accusation, and now today, the tank remains a Boston landmark viewed by hundreds of thousands of commuters each day. Throughout the 60s and 70s, her career as an artist working beyond the walls of the religious institution continued to flourish. Eventually, Corita sought dispensation from her vows and left the religious order. For the first time in her life, she lived on her own in a small apartment in Boston. 
Soon after this transition, Corita was diagnosed with cancer, which she continued to fight for the next 12 years of her life. But despite her health struggles, her art and her messages of love and hope and responsibility to care for the poor continued to thrive. In 1980, Corita was asked to design a postage stamp. Though it took several years to be completed, when the design came out in 1985, it became an immediate bestseller with over 700 million issued. At the unveiling, a 20 foot replica of the design hung at an old post office in Washington, D.C., with a crowd of 65,000 people applauding. However, Corita was not applauding alongside of them. In fact, she was furious because the unveiling took place on the set of the popular television show, The Love Boat. Corita said this was not reflective of the type of love she meant to imply. She said, The TV definition of love is nothing very deep, and everything gets resolved in an hour. I think it's dangerous to educate people that way, that love happens that fast, that troubles are resolved that easily. One of her follow up pieces spoke directly to this view as it was titled Love is Hard. The next year, on September 18, 1986, Corita died of cancer and left all of her unsold works to the Immaculate Heart community she had served for 32 years. Today, not many people know who Corita Kent is, though her art is experiencing a resurgence of interest within the art world. Corita Kent's life gives us a picture of a woman solely devoted to her spiritual path and equally engaged in the culture around her. She was influenced by medieval art, abstract expressionism, political activism, and the contemporary pop art movement of her day. Her faith expressed itself through engagement with current affairs and went beyond the accepted norms of her religious order. She wasn't cloistered away or far removed from the dirt of everyday life, as many may assume would be the life of a nun. Instead, Corita held close friendships with other visionary creatives of her day, such as Buckminster Fuller, Alfred Hitchcock, and John Cage. In fact, it was Cage who popularized Corita's Ten Rules for the Immaculate Heart Art Department, where she taught and led. Corita quotes Cage in her Tenth Rule, which explains why many have misattributed the rules to Cage. I'll leave you by reciting Corita's rules, as I think you'll find them relevant and inspiring for our creative journey today. Rule number one find a place you trust, and then try trusting it for a while. Rule number two general duties of a student pull everything out of your teacher, pull everything out of your fellow students. Rule number three. General duties of a teacher. Pull everything out of your students. Rule number four. Consider everything an experiment. Rule number five. Be self disciplined. This means finding someone wise or smart and choosing to follow them. To be disciplined is to follow in a good way. To be self disciplined is to follow in a better way. Rule number six. Nothing is a mistake. There's no win and no fail. There's only make. Rule number seven the only rule is work. If you work, it will lead to something. 
It's the people who do all the work all the time who eventually catch on to things. Rule number eight, don't try to create and analyze at the same time. They're different processes. Rule number nine, be happy whenever you can manage it. Enjoy yourself. It's lighter than you think. In rule number 10, she quotes John Cage, we're breaking all of the rules, even our own rules. And how do we do that? By leaving plenty of room for X quantities. After the 10 rules, she offers these helpful hints. Always be around, come or go to everything. Always go to classes, read anything you can get your hands on. Look at movies carefully, often. Save everything, it might come in handy later. And lastly, she says, there should be new rules next week. Thanks so much for listening to the Makers and Mystics Artist Profile Series. We'll be back again next week with a full interview episode. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at Makers and Mystics and join our creative collective at patreon.com slash makersandmystics. Contributing researcher for this episode is Morgan Chin Yi. Music and soundscapes are provided by Aaron Strumpel.